So, hello listeners, my name is Anders. And I'm Philip. And we are situated in Bavaria, in the southern parts of Germany, where we both live with our respective German families. And today we're going to share some insights and also, I would say, encouragements into job seeking in 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 Germany, in, in, in Bavaria, because... Philip, you have some experience at that, and I have some experience at that. Let's start by saying that the Germans in their professional life, they are somewhat traditional in the way they look at possible candidates for a job. They they will they will have like a job description and in other countries where I come from in Denmark the job description, the job ad that you see is more like a wish list from the company. They will say, we, 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 uh, they will use the word require. We require the candidate to have this and this and this background and these skills, but it's more like a wish list because everybody knows in Denmark that you cannot have it all. Yeah, and, it's and, the same in America. They'll have a list of, uh, of requirements and then good to haves. And, yes, uh, but it's it's evident that they are looking for the character of the individual far more than they are looking for the education. I mean, unless you're getting a job from you know your fraternity brother who's uh, you know hiring you, then they know you know you went to the yeah. same school and there's context there. Exactly, but the current the, the past decade or so in, in in Germany because there hasn't really been like a financial recess in in in, in Germany. So there there's it's it's. The, the companies are thriving. The, 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 Germany is like the the European locomotive of 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 European um, economy. Right. It's it's like a steam engine just going full throttle all the time. It has been so for for decades. So the 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 work, the market for 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 candidates is more like it's this is a a a. a, a it's not a job seekers market. You, you, there, there, you will experience that. You will see that there, there are literally hundreds of candidates. Yeah. For for a job, so the companies are more. They are more looking into their specific criterias, and they want to tick off boxes. Where do you fit in? Where Whereas it is in, so you can, yeah. Exactly. They, they, they're not as flexible as, as I'm used to from Denmark and maybe you from the US. They are more inclined to, to stick through what it is that they want. And and we're going to get into the pros and cons of that. But, Philip, I wanted to ask you, what, what, what what's your experience with your background? Um, let's start there because you're, you're both a, 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 a what do you call it? A, a coder? A, 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 a what is it that you are? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question that everyone asks me. Yeah. Yeah. So I started. Uh, I went to. I'm not an academic guy. I should start with that. Uh, and I went yeah. to a high school that was um, sponsored partly by um, the Bill Gates Foundation, but also by uh, this initiative that the Los Angeles School District had of developing specialized schools. So these are called magnet schools, and it was an electronic information magnet. And this mm-hmm. is uh, was established, you know, before IT was IT. Back, to, back then it was the uh, system management or management systems, MS. Um, so, and then it became IT. And then, so it was a bit of a, 
it's a bit of a technical. Like we've done stuff with computers, and um, so I started programming. You know, mm-hmm. self-taught since high school, which is when I was you know seventeen, eighteen years old, and I've been working with computers uh, ever since then. But because I also have a creative, um, you know, a talent, you know, I've done also like graphic designs, and uh, you know, most recently I've, I've been doing filmmaking. And mm-hmm. actually, prior to coming here to Germany, I was actually working in Hollywood, doing a lot more um, film-related stuff. Uh, primarily yes. shooting commercials because they pay the bills, but also yeah. working on short films um, because it was it was just a really nice, it's a really nice creative field for me to be in, and it helps me. Um, you know, I think the collaborative aspect of filmmaking it's it's a lot it's a lot more uh, rewarding than you know sitting out of your desk just programming away. Yes. Um, so it's always it's been hard for me. Um, I came here to Germany on, on a job with an American company, so it was uh, different. But when that contract ended, then I was uh, you know I'm out now focusing primarily on on my German language. But it it's been a uh, it's been my, you know, the past couple of months, it's been a new experience learning about the job-seeking process here in um, in Germany. Yeah, um, because I, 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 I could kind of imagine that you have this, this IT background, this coding background, and then you have the more artistic background. Right. How, does the Ger- how do the Germans, do they understand that at all, that, that there are actually two sides to your CV? No, you know it's it's funny because um in in the world where um in the world where I come from, I think a web it was it was kind of mush this this line between web developer and web designer, you know, and um you know in here in Germany, I feel like the lines are drawn a lot more uh you know deeper. You're yes. either going to be a developer with an engineering background and a computer exactly. science degree, yeah. or yeah, yeah. you're going to be a designer. But the way that I grew up, um, you know, I had to figure out how to take those Photoshop designs that maybe another designer worked on and code it to the page, you know. And maybe in the early days I didn't do so much uh, of the back-end server uh, stuff, but it was it was not at all unusual to see both the 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 creatives and the technical sort of sharing and coding. I mean, this is why I'm you know more of a coder and not so much of an engineer. Yeah, exactly. And I I can I, I can just relate to the same thing because I I I when I first moved down here, I I also applied for jobs within marketing and and sales. The first thing that struck me back then, and this is years back was that my background my my certificates and everything they were not something they could first firstly it was not something they could relate to because they, they weren't german they were danish and and they i would have at some rare occasions they even asked me to have the certificates translated because they weren't in german but what basically what what they wanted they wanted to they they feel comfortable if they can identify me by putting me in, you know, ticking off some a list and putting me in a in a in a in a toolbox, they want to categorize you, right? In, and and they know exactly what what I am in in professional terms. 
Whereas I come here with 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 uh, various certificates from Denmark, and I've got a decade of experience from the real life job, and 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 they, I, my experience was that they 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 had trouble identifying exactly who I was, exactly what my my professional background was, because I didn't come from anything they knew and understood. That was a real struggle for me to begin with. And later on, as as I've <clears throat> as I've taken training as a, as a musical composer and songwriter, I actually have I actually have two CVs. I don't mix them because <laughs> that whole artistic side of me, right? I cannot put into the, my traditional CV because what the hell is that all about? They they are looking for a a a, a, a red line throughout the whole CV. And if the red line is not there, if it doesn't make sense, I also I took a year off and, and went traveling around the world with my family. Also, now you have a gap. What has in that got to do with anything yeah. professional? Um, they, they, they don't see that. But I cannot just leave like a whole, a whole year empty in my CV because they will ask questions about that as well. What did you do for a whole year? Did you just took a vacation? Yeah, that's basically what I did. But it makes sense to who I am and what I can contribute to in your company. Right. But they have really they really have problems seeing that because it's 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 not it's not something that makes that makes sense in terms of of what they're traditionally looking for and it doesn't make sense in terms of what they are able to take off on that job description because they're looking for certain things, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so they're not really recognizing that life experience, right? But That's the thing. They, they, they're they more reluctant to, to, to hiring people that are, that you know, that comes with a huge background of knowledge that has not necessarily anything to do with with the strict professional things that you, that you are required to have as well. Um, yeah. And in fact... And this is just my own theory. The more you look at, it has to be, it has to be make sense. But the more you look at, at like a certificate, like an educational background, and the less you look at the persona, you're, you're, the person you're trying to hire, the more you raise the, 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 the chance of, of the chemistry not being right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It will be a bad uh, match. I think that that's something that I've uh, I've learned too. I I think that here in Germany, I've I've experienced the more interactions with HR departments, and I don't know if because the companies that I'm applying for are bigger, but even in what I would consider to be smaller, you know, uh, companies, they have somebody who does HR. Either they outsource it to like a a recruiting company. Mm-hmm. And then they're having somebody else make the decision instead of being able to meet the uh, the person. Whereas my experience um, in employment in the states, I've always directly talked to the to the supervisor, to the guy that I would be you know working with or working for. Exactly, the real decision and, uh, maker. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's always like it's always an interesting thing because even if I would be even if even if they were to accept my qualifications, you know, because I, like you, I also have two resumes, they would, um, I think the, it could be a total waste of time when you meet the person you want to work for and you realize, 
oh yeah, this is not going to click. You know what? You know you, what? You know what? My theory about that whole process you 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 just mentioning there—they have someone to kind of do the first skimming through of of, of applications that come in. Right. It's because they they again it goes back to the German culture. They like to put people into kind of boxes, or, or it sounds negative when I say boxes, but they like to put put a, a tag on on people, saying, "Okay, HR." They do human related, human resource related stuff. So that's the hope that they have, pro- and they are, they're comfortable with processes. They're very process oriented people. So if you if you are applying for a new coworker, they go to HR and ask them to do that. They, they and and ask them to bring forward some candidates, like a handful of candidates that the supervisor or the the office manager can then talk to, but they do don't do it themselves because that's not that's not their work of that's not their field of work. They they are they are let's say a sales manager. He's focusing on sales and and managing of the sales department. He's not focused on 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 finding um, another employee. So he asked the HR department to do that. The problem with that is, it makes sense to a certain extent, but the problem is that, as you say, there's an assistant skimming through 200 CVs. And she's not, yeah. She's not. let's be honest, she's not really qualified to, to, to really, in detail, identify these persons. She can look, she can look for overall matches and... and Things that they can take off, but she cannot. She cannot really judge whether or not a one-year travel around the world is is beneficial or not. And I would argue that even though she might know what kind of requirements or credentials, because I know the Germans love their credentials and certificates, mm-hmm. they that individual would have. They might not understand the dynamics of, like, say, the the programming. Um, you know department Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's one of those things where she might be great and she might be able to find a better suited person for the sales team because the dynamics of the hr and sales teams might be similar but when you're talking about technical uh, jobs you know i think it's this development teams that i've interviewed with before um they all have their own you know their own different uh, identity from the company Mm -hmm. exactly Yeah, I have had, um, I think, Chris Payek, uh, who's um, he's a German who wrote a book um, about how to influence uh, Germans and get jobs. Really great resource. Uh, Payek spelled P-Y-A-K. Chris, Chris, one of the things that Chris has mentioned was that you have to try to go around the HR department, you know, if possible. Yes, you know, or to understand that 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 barrier that presents itself by the HR department, because a lot of the times the HR departments will not want to submit somebody as a as a contender for the position because if they were to fail, then this looks bad on them. That's so another he thing. Yes, makes you like aware of that fact, mm-hmm. uh, which is like well, yesterday I received an email back from uh, Ari, uh, you know, the German camera and light uh, manufacturer and um the germ the lady was an hr person and she was very like you know i asked i always ask for advice 
uh, pink, but it was very clear of her next email was that like, look, look, we're done. I deleted your data as you know as per our um, policy. You know, you, you, like if you need, if you want to look for another job, you have to apply again. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I realized like, okay, like I'm I'm going above and beyond uh, what her requirements are for for the job that she's done. Yeah. You know, that, that, um, which is which is you know a barrier because but then you know again going back to the realization of like. What I should be talking to is, is I should be looking, you know, somebody above the line, you know, who mm-hmm. who can introduce me to somebody to or to who can guide me to the right department. Uh, those have been the kind of um, the interviews that have been better. You know, when you come in from a personal recommendation or somebody from the company knew me per, uh, from a different, uh, maybe we met up a, at a convention or at a meetup and they're like, you know, they they get to know me. One time I got a job, offered a job, uh, even when I wasn't looking uh, just because of the guy liked my my uh, my personality, yeah. and I felt like I might not be a good team uh, member or a good team asset to them, or an additional uh, simply because it was, um, you know, they were doing some really heavy engineering stuff, and um, he was like, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. It'll be, you know, we'll just we'll just set up the time to meet, which I felt flattered too. But you know, it goes again to show you that. The impression that I made on this guy made him disregard whatever kind of credentials I may or may not have, yes. you know. And I think this is the kind of job opportunities that, you know, you hope to find where you're valued as an individual and not just as a peg or as a pawn in the in the big corporate, uh, you know, <clears throat> playing field. That's that's exactly the, the same experience I have. I mean, in the only the only chance i can ever really have is by knowing someone and by bypassing the first levels of gatekeepers because traditionally in those big companies they are very true to processes and exactly as you say no one wants to take the blame for any failures it's also deeply in 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 the in the in the german culture they they're used to to a certain how do you say that hierarchy hierarchical build up in hierarchy hierarchy the hierarchical that's <laughs> a tough yeah the hierarchy of, a, of an organization right yeah they, they 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 and they respect that they're comfortable they know yeah. each and every person in the company know their place they know their responsibility and they are not comfortable stepping outside of that which for a Scandinavian and maybe for an American I don't know but for me as a Scandinavian we're used to question all these things in an organizational structure so so yeah. so I'm 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 not going to accept that and 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 I would do the exact same thing like you Philip with just you know getting to, trying to get to know more about the reason for a rejection or trying to get to know how 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 can I improve my chances of Getting to an interview, uh, I would try to you know call someone who knows someone who knows someone, and and that makes them all very uncomfortable because that's that's not true to process. Yeah, uh, you're treading over the exactly that 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 that, that is a huge. <laughs> it could be insulting too. It, exactly. <laughs> so to to all job seekers who who wants to to to. to get foot on 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 a German in a, on the German job market, you you. There are two sides of this. If, 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 yeah, if, what would you recommend them to do, Philip? Because I, w- I would both recommend them to do to respect the traditional ways, which will leave them in a pile of two hundred applications, and with a with a background that might not 
be recognized and, and acknowledged by any assistant skimming through the applications. On the other hand, I could also recommend to say, you know, skip all that, try to bypass all the processes, but it may right. backfire. What, what, what would your recommendation be? Um, my recommendation would be a hybrid because there seems to be two primary, um, two primary um, methods of doing this, right? There's the passive um, applicant, which is somebody who really picks and chooses the company that they want to look for, you know, and so you invest that. And then there's the more active, which is, uh, I think, more of what I do. Uh, I apply for every job, you know, uh, only because it's um, being unemployed here in the, the German um, Unemployment Agency wants to see that you're proactive seeking. Yes, you're seeking required employment. to do that, yeah. And they even encourage you, even if you're not, if you don't have the qualifications, just try because if for a chance somebody, even whether it's the HR or somebody else, sees an interest and they push you forward, it's not worth losing it. The importance of, of knowing that you're going to apply for every job is that you'll probably get rejected for most of them. So be aware of the fact that you might get rejected. Uh, I am somebody who feels very comfortable with rejection, so it doesn't bother me at all. But I also realized, um, I've learned from the other methodology, which is a little more picky, there was somebody, there was a company that I had applied for, this is for a development uh, job, so looking for a programmer, and, um, and I got a chance to, to write back an email. So they wanted to get some more information, they wanted to get some more insights into my projects that I had. And in that point, what I've learned from this other method is that it's better not to list off a list of things that you can do. You know, don't sign off with, like, I do this, this, and that, and that, or the other. Um, but explain or tell a story of how you brought a solution, yes. whether you solved the problem yeah, yeah, or yeah. whether you... Yeah. Um, yeah, there has to be a greater value than just the fact of, like, oh, I know JavaScript, yeah. right? Um, because that's the other thing. You'll find many times, the, and I joke about this with my um, with my developer buddies, you know, it's so funny when somebody... Um, wants to look for a JavaScript, you know, blah, 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 whatever framework is popular this week, specialist. Well, that framework is ongoing, changing. Uh, the latest framework that I'm working with uh, has already had some major changes from the book that I'm learning it from. Yeah. So even there, like, there's some obsolete information. Yeah. And I think it's better to explain that you understand some of the more abstract um, you know, concepts, especially like in, in development, development, you know, mm -hmm. it's better that I ex explain that, you know, my understanding of immutable data or my understanding of JavaScript promises, because all of those tools or all of those things are present in whatever framework you're learning. So it doesn't really matter which uh, framework it is. And, and it's one of those things where, you know, it's the flavor of the week, Yeah, whatever it is that you, you've done. Um, but also that's something that I also bring from my creative world where instead of listing off like, hey, you know, I've done projects for like Sony Studios or for, you know, and drop, you know, so instead of name dropping the people that I work for, I like to say, you know, the things that we brought in, hey, we did a project for so-and-so under this budget and we were able to complete it in three days. Yes. Uh, you know, and there was uh, 18 pages of script, which is, you know, a bit, a bit much for three days of shooting. Um, so it's one of those things where, you know, or I was able to, we were able to create a, a commercial for, um, for a client that had, uh, 
had a small budget and it was some small internal thing. So you know, two 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 individuals plus a hired makeup person was able to complete this. You know, and I think that those are the kind of things where you can show um, that you can excel at a uh, at bringing solutions because it'll also show your initiative. Exactly. And those are the things that they're they're going to value. But there's definitely you know, I, I just remember above all like. Remember that you'll get there'll be some rejection and just be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, that's actually a good idea to 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 list your accomplishments. Like you know, yeah. where, where 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 were you able to think out of the box? But I, I would strongly recommend that even though you should absolutely do that as as an addition to the traditional CV because the Germans they they really do like to see what you've done. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the Almost, other thing we should mention yeah. to our listeners is there is a very specific format for German yes, uh, resumes. Absolutely. So find a template and then follow it, and then go take a good picture, good professional picture. A professional picture in the U.S. and and I think the U.K. as well. You're not even allowed to send a picture of a, a portrait fi- picture of yourself. No, because no. it could be a bias. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Here in Germany, it is required if you and it, preferably. A, a, Yeah, like you say, a good professional picture, preferably with a necktie. Even though they are corporate life, they're kind of loosening the. Yeah, they're opening up. I think with the whole startup uh, environment or influencers coming from you know across the ocean, like a lot of people are starting to break away from the ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but still, you know, you, you can never offend anyone. You don't. You cannot really. Before you send or get to know the company, you you can always look at the website and see does this look like a conservative or a more uh, modern company, but you can never really know. So if 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 you're applying for a job, start the conservative, non-offending way, the, the neutral, uh, the neutral way, and then if you if you see okay they're not they're not uh, wearing a tie. Okay, you can lose the tie. It's it's uh, yeah. It's it's you get. It's kind of a f- you have to feel your way forward to begin with. Um, but start. With a lot of the companies will have portraits of the people, oh, like, yeah. especially the like leaders the, of the it, team. It, it, the management. So take cue from that. Take cue from that. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. That's a very valid point. Absolutely, absolutely. They're, Because uh, in this interview process, it also helps to mirror the individual, right? So match their energy, match their uh, mannerisms. And so one of those things would be, obviously, your clothes. Mm-hmm. So I've often done that, and I've seen uh, people that have. Like, I, I went to one job interview where I you know, saw most of the people had a white T-shirt. Um, they didn't have ties, but they, you know, they had a white T-shirt, so I myself wore a white T-shirt. I thought, this is not the place that, you know, you go show up and... Uh, You know, you're a T-shirt. Yeah. You know, I'm a hacker kind of T-shirt. <laughs> well, that might be cool for you know the meetup world, but you know, <laughs> you have to be very, very specific about the about the thing. And you know, it's a little bit different for us. We have a different kind of uh, experience, right? I know here in Bavaria, there's a lot of manufacturing jobs. Yes. And there's already sort of like a set format for those kind of uh, for those kind of job seekers, although. Most of those people have been working at that company since they graduated from whatever training they did mm-hmm. prior to, mm-hmm. or you know, from whatever university they, they graduated from. So that's so also another thing to keep in mind. Um, but I think I think the the universal reasoning of bring value to the company, yes. I think, stands yeah. with, with yeah, everywhere. That, you yeah, go. 
right? The, the thing is, you, 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 and before you can even start talking about the value you can bring to the company, there are just certain steps you need to follow in order not to get rejected too early in the process. But if you, the thing is, if you can, if you just get to the, to the first interview, that's that's. Uh, then you have a, a much greater chance of, of bringing forward all the types of value you can you can you can bring to the company. Um, but there's a there is a risk that you will get rejected if your CV looks too unfamiliar to what they can kind of. Yeah, I definitely had to revamp mine because my American CV was not at the same standard as the German. And you know, I I also think sometimes it could it could seem like. This kind of uh, strictness uh, or strict policies of how your for, how your resume should be formatted, the kind of certificates you should have for yeah. or qualifications for a job, could be a bit of an off-putting thing. And it mm-hmm. could be discouragement. I would argue that it's not. If anything, it's it's a dead giveaway of how they want you to play the game. Yeah, you know. So once you know the rules, then you can figure out how you can bend and walk around them. Um, because I think that it's one of those things where. I, I've I've always asked, you know, well, what should I do? Like, should I apply with one? You know, like you said, you have two resumes and I have two resumes. Yeah. Or should I combine them both? Uh, and I've had both people, I've had um, both been told to me by people, right? So there are people who said, no, Philip, you should really go ahead and, like, show the added value that you can bring by mm-hmm. showcasing this other side of you that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've also said, I've also been told, um, hey, no, just stick to the programming stuff that you do or just yeah. stick to the, the you know, because I think a lot of production companies, they're not interested in, in uh, you know, knowing whether you're a programmer or not. But but the fact that, I'm a, that I have experienced coding doesn't, doesn't tell me that I have any kind of, like, engineering background that will bring value to a creative commercial. Mm-hmm. But it shows... That I won't be having issues with my email. I won't be having issues with my computer, <laughs> which is something that will get into the way of production too. You know, it is so bad to have somebody who doesn't um, cannot type correctly or fast enough to be able to put out the schedule sheets for the next day. Yeah, or it's not you know it's not comfortable with uh, figuring out the printer so that you can print out the schedule or the uh, or the size for the script. So I think this kind of um, aptitude. It should also be showcased, you know. Yeah. What is it that you're good at? Yeah. But again, back to to I, I would say, yes, it absolutely should. But I, I would probably put that in a like a like an addendum. Is that what it's called? Like an added like added sheet where you can say, okay, by the way, this is this is my traditional CV. You have a look at that, so the assistant at the HR department won't get confused. Okay, right. <laughs> you meet you meet the the standard criterias, and then once you you get past that, there's an ad, additional page with with what you have done, and then. Well, I think that's why the cover letter is so important, right? That's something that I've learned. Yes. Especially here. Yes. Exactly. Whereas, like in America, my experience has been that my resume sort of brings me in for the discussion, and the cover letter uh, is just. Here's the other way around. Your cover letter is your opportunity to tell that story. And how I was saying, like, you want to be able to, like, share the solutions and problems that you've solved. Yes. Um, you also want to just sort of tease to that. 
you know, don't give away the whole story. No, 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 no. Uh, because there's, you know, one of the, th- I have a very, I have a story that I use to be able to, like, uh, pitch myself. Um, but I don't give away the ending until they, they tell me to br- come in, yeah. you know, to talk to them. Yeah. Which is an additional, I think it's an additional, uh, you know, added value to this whole story of, like, hey, by the way, I developed this one thing that helped our department do this one thing. So you leave little cliffhangers in your CV. <laughs> yeah, and I think the while they can get it, like, okay, this guy's somebody who took the initiative, the big shock is that I did it without asking my, my supervisor for permission. And I used and I showed a proof of concept and then I got support from my supervisor. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's often you know a big kicker for people. They're like, oh that's that's not just something, you know, that you're clever at doing that but you know you went above and beyond and, and sort of found a way took the initiative to get something done you were thinking out of the box also yeah. something yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think this is what people also value yeah yeah but one has to really and I, I one could also argue that okay he shows he's a little too um, he's not comfortable with with the authorities he he, he won't take he won't respect uh, restrictions or guidance and but even so if 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 that is the case then you don't fit into the company anyway right? yeah yeah <laughs> so. yeah that's that's why you should become comfortable with rejection yeah, because yeah. most of the time it's just a good indicator that you don't belong there yeah really <laughs> yeah. That's, yes that's a very yeah. important takeaway from this episode here um uh I've gotten used to the fact that I probably do not fit into the most traditionally organized German organizations because I'm simply too Scandinavian for that. I mean, we're used to flat <laughs> flat structures, open door policies, and we don't just say we have them, we have them. It's it's right. it's anything from the managers more like a I'm I'm saying it very very black and white right now but anything from the manager is literally just a topic for discussion right so so and yeah they don't want to know particularly your insights or your yeah, opinion it is, is that it's, what you mean? it's a team dis- it's a team effort it is a team discussion <laughs> whereas in germany it's you you're usually required to respect what the manager tells you right um, at least until the manager is comfortable with your skills and your knowledge and your your experience then you might get allowed to be to operate more free-handed independently right. and, and i think this is why like it's interesting the the more the the more passive way of looking for work where it's more picky about who it is that you work for because i've realized to i realize this um while i have i personally have the interest of programming you know and uh and it's not something that i do so much more because obviously I do more creative visual stuff mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. than I did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like what I've realized, and this is what I, this is the point that I'm trying to make, is that you should know who you are because uh, I had an ex- uh, experience where I was able to sort of have a trial period with a company for five days, mm-hmm. and um, you know they were very open. It was a guy who I met through a meetup. So he knew who I was, and he was like interested in bringing in, see if it would fit. And I was a hundred percent like honest with them of like, listen, you know that I'm not really an engineer, and I'm, you know, I do understand, you know, some of this stuff, but I would definitely be 
at the back end of the of the team when it comes to you know the knowledge. They were totally fine with it, which is why they wanted it to sort of see a trial. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some things that they did in the company that was like they were kind of like red flags, you know. Yeah. And so even though I think I would have taken the job if they would have offered it. Um, and I would have then dedicated myself, right? Yes. That is not something you can sell to the Germans. You cannot sell like, oh, I'm a fast learner, I'm a, uh, I am dedicated. I don't think that they want to hear that. No. And I think that it's okay um, to not have to sell yourself on that and just say, hey, listen, uh, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is where my talents are, these are my weaknesses, mm-hmm. you know? And let it be. If it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. Like we said, you know, if it's... If you, if there's a company that that's not a good uh, good match, it's better you don't work with for yeah them. exactly get, you know exactly and it goes but back the, yeah and it goes no, back to the, the the German culture of being strict matter of fact they don't yeah. want to hear the blah blah they, they no. it's just get to the point <laughs> which is something that that can be to foreigners can be a little off putting but but that's just the way the Germans are and and you're absolutely right. And I think we're also changing a society because I know like guys like Gary Vee will they will say like you know this whole thing of like fake it till you make it is not bringing value to anybody. No. But when I was growing up, you know, in the early 2000s, there were a lot of people who were, you know, and I think also in America, I don't know how. Well, apparently it's here too. I've had conversations with some people, but in America, it's very common that somebody like uh, exaggerates on their resume. You know, they use a little hyperbole. Ooh. I thought that in Germany it would not be the same way, but after having this conversation with this friend of mine, he's an engineer and uh, an entrepreneur, he was like, no, people still do that here, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's understandable. Where I've, I've always, I've always been the kind of person that I've never wanted to do that, you know, and I think that, um, that yeah, it's going to be a shift. If you're used to hyperbole in your resume, you know, um, you know, don't put that you know one technology if you've only used it on one project. Yeah. Mention the story where you know where you utilize that that thing, but don't add it as a skill. Yeah. You know, unless you're totally comfortable, or unless you're dedicated. Like, you know, I want to get more projects with React JS, so I'm reading a book on React JS and I'm doing some of the the practices. So, it's one of those things where if you take the initiative, then you can say, but. I always tell them like I'm in the process of learning React, and I'm looking for a team where I can learn this and you know, you know, be be able to contribute something to yeah to it. Okay. And that's going to be a shift. Yeah, um, I'd also mention that that the 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 traditional German way of a look at of looking at and sorting in applic, uh, applic, applicants um, is that that they they are. They prefer um, like a, a written CV, of course, and a written statement from any former employer that you have. It's called a Zeugnis. Zeugnis is is something that they re- they will ask you for. It's basically just a, a written statement that that you have in fact worked for the companies that that you've listed on your CV. Um, I come from a background in Denmark where we don't use that. We don't have that uh, at all. We, we, mm. we it's very old-fashioned. Instead, we use references. You're welcome to call any employer that I've previously had, any former manager, any colleague, or anything you want to ask. Just, just I can provide you with a telephone number. 
That so is this a, is not the same as the Soignus. This is not the... No, the Soignus is, is, is very grateful because it's just a piece of paper that you maybe you worked in a company like 20 years ago. But they will ask you for it because okay. your CV says you worked there for five years, 20 years ago. Yeah, so, because I like you, I'm also used to using uh, references. Yeah, exactly. The problem with... Re- in, in Denmark, references is... is is you don't go anywhere without references. You have to have good references. You have to have people that that can be called upon and and can be asked about you. In Germany, they they are more relying on 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 the paper, and and this leads the the reason why it's important for me to say this is that they will they will they will trust what you have. On your CV and your and your written statements, and you may end up like you just said here. You may end up in a situation where you actually get get hired for a job, and if your CV is is too exaggerated, if you've if you polished it a little too much on on some specifics, you may end up it may end up hitting you like a boomerang. So so yes, you 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 can you can. You can do a little bit of polishing here and there, but it shouldn't be on on on, on critical areas. It shouldn't be something that that you know is going to be heavily uh, used in that job because that that you won't have that job for very long. Then, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I yeah, think uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because um, yeah. No, it, yeah, yeah. Don't just don't do that. It's bad practice. Yeah, it is. It's bad style anyway. So, so, but, but, yeah. I mean, and the, back to the references. That it's it's a, it has been a problem for me because the Danes they 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 are fluent in English, but they are not fluent in German. And if you are potentially getting hired by a company and they want to ask questions about my my history in a company in Denmark, they would prefer to do it in 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 German. Be able to ask someone who speaks German. Hey, what, what, Anders, I'm, I'm I'm having him as a candidate for a position here. Can I ask you a few questions about him and his work ethics and blah 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 and his results? Um, and if they can't do it in German, they 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 might actually put me on the rejection pile and say, okay, this is too much of an effort. Uh, too much it's, an effort for them to look into. It. Yeah, it's it's easier just to to especially if they're doubting my background because they cannot really decipher my certificates and my because it's not in German, it's not in a in a box where I fit in. So so right. yeah, they, they, and they would be more inclined to just take a candidate with a straight CV that they can really understand. They got all the papers there, all the um, the graduation papers, the certificates. It's all there. We know we can we can. We can even call a a German former employer and ask them about the candidate. Or so let me, me ask you. Yeah. So let me ask you. Mm-hmm. What about um, jobs or sorry, companies that no longer exist? Because I've been employed in yeah, some companies that no yeah. longer exist. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Uh, good question. That's a very good question. Um, if it's too way down, too too way past in your in in history. 20, 15 years ago, I would say, does, no big it, deal. does it really matter anymore? I mean, I, I right. would, I would, um, I would ask a, a coming employer, a, a potential employer of mine, um, a potential boss of mine, to to say, why don't you call the most recent ones and say, you know, 
Yeah. Because even, even, you could also say that 20 years ago, I wasn't as experienced as I am now. I'm a different person now. And, <laughs> that's you right, know, that's I want right. all these things to be taken into consideration. So I would be more comfortable having them calling more recent. Uh, yeah, and I think also it goes back to the point of like, don't just list a thing of technologies that you know or things that you that you did, but you know what is it that what is it that brought value? Because I mean, one of the companies that I work for that no longer exists, you know, the technology that we were using it doesn't lo- no longer exist. But yeah. uh, the value from there is that we were developing uh, software for kiosk um, machines. Mm-hmm. So I have an interaction with the engineering department, which I was part of, and the design department and uh you know and, and i have an understanding of the of the user experience that goes through that so that also in itself it's more indicative of what you or what you're capable of right mm-hmm. whether that technology exists or not yeah i do like to uh plug chris pyek's book how to win jobs and influence germans an expat's guide to career in germany to a career in germany you can find it on amazon and uh i I've been to one of his seminars. He's a very insightful individual, has had a lot of experience as a recruiter. Um, and I think it would be a great resource, especially if you're looking to search for a job, you know, in Germany. Uh, because I always recommend, you know, make have your bills in a lower um, in a in a lower currency and then earn in a higher currency. So mm-hmm. the euro so far is stronger than the than the dollar. So my school loans are uh, getting paid off a lot faster than I would be yeah. if I was in America. Yeah. All right. So hopefully we were able to um, encourage you to uh, get on with that uh, job seeking in Germany. It's it's definitely possible. There are lots, lots, lots of jobs to get. And they they most workplaces, they are really um, a wonderful blend of international cultures um and there you you once you get once you get to to once you get past the probation period in a, in a german company which is six months you are usually um you recently you usually will know whether or not that job is the right fit for you and if the job is the right fit for you 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 i would say not a job guarantee is, is it's not guaranteed that you can stay for years but but they, but they'll they, take care of you. Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? They, yeah, company, they will take German care companies of you. take care of you. Yeah, and if you just if you just uh, do a good job and you and you you're a good colleague and you're a good teammate, um, there's no reason why you can't stay for ten years or even longer in a company. They they, they it's it's a, it's a solid work culture. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a solid work culture. It's 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 a you know. You 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 stay in companies for a long long period of time and 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 yeah it's it's quite normal to have that ten fifteen twenty year anniversary it's it's, <laughs> it's it's seen often in Germany yeah yeah now they do a good job of taking care of the uh, of the of their employees German companies yes they do they really do so make the investment of time and effort and it'll pay off exactly that's it for today's episode thank you for listening in and. We'll be back soon.